0: Cold open. We got a cold open here. I got something really important to say, all right? So important, I did not want to wait in the pre-show, okay? So listen, uh, a while ago, a while ago, uh, me and my roommate went out for uh, for some hot pot. It was very nice. Excellent restaurant. If you ever come up here, Aaron, like, I'll, I'll take you there. It's real good. Okay. Real good. Okay. 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 On the drive back, uh, I don't know what prompted this memory to come flooding back into my mind, but it, it was truly an intrusive thought. So let me take you back. The first convention I ever went to as a wee baby boy, Supercon 2014 in Miami.
1: You ever been to Supercon? I went one year. It was crazy. I've never been to a convention that big. It was ridiculous.
0: Yeah, yeah, I feel you. But I I I need to paint this picture. So the Artist Hall, the Artist Alley, which is where, you know, a lot of people just vend and sell their art for those that are unfamiliar. (sighs) It's, the si- it's like half the size of a football field for the record. So I'm standing on one side and in the far other end distance, I see in my field of vision a banner of like Sonic and the Freedom Fighters, like classic
1: designs. Oh my God, do not tell me what I'm, a, what, 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 <laughs> oh no, do not tell me what you're about to say. Please okay, keep going, but I'm, I'm scared. And my roommate was with me at the time and I point that out to him. And then I
0: see the person who's sitting at the booth, and then it clicks in my mind. I grab his shoulder and I say, Dude, that's Ken Penders. No! (laughs) And I bolted the fuck out of there. I did not dare step foot in that hall yet again.
1: Oh! 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 Your demon was right in front of you this whole time, bro. He was right there. You could have stopped him.
0: And let me tell you, this was Supercon 2014. That was the convention where he announced the Laura Sue Chronicles. Oh. Oh, my God. And for those listening and you don't know what that is, number one, I envy you. Number two, you'll know.
1: You'll know. You'll know. You'll know. know. Oh
0: So now with that uh, disgusting thing out in the open, let's start the music.
1: Odious, Mobius, Eggman closing in on his ultimate goal. Gotta call my team back at Old Night Hole. It's Sonic and the Freedom Fighters. Sally the Princess, one of a kind. Bunny always there to get you out of a bind. Wally, the genius, looking through the archives. it tail's flying fast, got dreams sky high. Hands once a jerk. Yeah. It's Sonic and the Freedom Fighters. We're back. We're here.
0: We're good times. Good times.
1: We're good times. We have we have a lot to talk about today. A lot. We have a lot to talk about. We really Obviously, do. Obviously, welcome, Speed.
0: Welcome to the Archie Sonic Digest, the only show where copium turns to hopium right before your very eyes. (laughs) Uh, I, of course, I am your host, Speed. With me, as always, is my co-host,
1: Aaron. How you doing, buddy? I'm pretty good right now. I'm moving in uh, three days, so, you know, that's exciting. But right now, we are here to talk about some good fucking comics. So, to give some preface, this set of issues... Very strong. A lot of good stuff in here. There's some bad, but we're going to have to talk about and extrapolate on it because it's very important that you understand a lot of the circumstances around it. And speaking of our good friend, Mr. Penders, oh boy, all the little hints we've talked about, all the little, oh, nudges here and there. Today is the day, folks. It all culminates today. It all comes together.
0: It all comes to this. These next set of comics. Before we get into that, let's start with our very first issue today. Sonic the Hedgehog number 178. Flynn and Yardley, of course, the creative team. We open on Tails' dad, Amadeus. He's leading an army of citizens to Castle Acorn, saying, The king will hear our voices and we will have our freedom. So this
1: is a crazy way to open a comic. Literally the first page. Yeah, literally the first page. We've just recovered from a massive Robotnik invasion. Probably one of the best issues this comic has ever seen. And continues to be one of the best issues this comic has ever seen in 175. And now, see, I like this. But at the same time, this upcoming arc has shades of penders in a way, you know?
0: Yeah, that's something that could not be avoided, unfortunately, but I have some information on that front that will probably explain a little bit. Some behind-the-scenes talk. We'll talk about it in a bit. Let's let's move forward. And inside Tails' house, Nicole shows that scene to him. His mom, Rosemary, and Sonic, and Tails, all clearly distressed from seeing this. Even Tails is ringing one of his tails, wondering why his dad would do this now. His mom is saying this is because right now we're safe from Eggman in here, And your dad thought it would be the best time for change as
1: she takes a crying tails outside to console him. So, you know, while this is all going on, Sonic being Sonic says, yeah, but you don't get that with an angry mob. Seriously. I thought that the guy was a tactician. Hmm. Mm. Not necessarily the best thing to say when uh, your friend's dad who's been gone for how long? A long fucking time. At
0: least 10 years.
1: Yeah, in Outer Space, you know, just came back home and you guys reunited, and then you watched everything get burned down around you, you know, and Fiona and Oh, there's a lot here. You know, so Tails is discernibly pissed, his mom is too. And they uh they, they, they both head outside, you know, to get some to get some air.
0: Yes, and bef- and as Sonic is about to go out, Nicole says to him, Hey, be gentle, you know. He's got a lot of complicated feelings, especially towards you, as far back as when you came back from space. Maybe this would be the good time to talk to him, don't you think? But Sonic says, ah, don't worry. We're practically brothers. It's fine. So he runs out, saying he needs to talk to Knuckles. Also running in between Tails and his mom, both looking a little... A little angry. Not angry, angry, but just perturbed.
1: I think it's important to remember sort of the strains that the Sonic and Tails relationship has kind of gone through at this point. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think it's, it's, it's a huge thing to say that Sonic has kind of been an asshole to Tails for a long time, and the two of them have been getting into a lot of arguments lately. So this just feels like a natural extension of that, which is good, which is good, at least in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Right now. Uh, otherwise, it'd just be weird to have all this tension and then just drop it, you know? Sonic runs to outside Uncle Chuck's diner. Knuckles is with the Chaotix, arguing with Julie Sue about the need to go back to Angel Island alone. This is very important.
1: Very important, by the way. Please pay attention here. This is, this is, this is, the, this is the important stuff. The real shit.
0: If you're taking notes, this will be on the test. Knuckles says that with new Mobotropolis established and firm... He feels like it's safe to go back to fulfill his duty, as he says, but Julie-Sue insists she comes along, or at least a couple of the chaotics. But Sonic runs in, saying he got in just in time. But Knuckles is about to leave, and thanks to his guiding star gem, Knuckles heads off, promising to call Julie-Sue if things get bad, and he's gone. Bye, Knuckles! Meanwhile... King Elias heads to the detention center, seeing all the villains such as Mogul, Nagus, and Nock, all in confinement cells. And as he comes in, all of them just start shouting at him all the same time. Mogul, though, screams, shut the fuck up, the king is not interested in your blathering. So they stop. But he comes in for someone else, something different. General Prower, locked up in the first cell next to him, asking, why did you lead a riot today? Hmm. I'm sure there are some parallels
1: that could be drawn here but uh my
0: mind's coming ah out, right? yes it's
1: uh it's uh it's it's a little it's weird talking about this comic in 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 retrospect you know yeah like like mm, I, I guess I guess I guess I'll I'll, I'll I'll speak about it so uh general Prower uh, replies uh, saying uh, I assure you it was not personal I've observed you for some time now and I thought you would listen to your people it was not a riot. Elias replies, You had half the city calling for me to step down. As well you should, if you have any love for these people. We are safe from the madman abroad. It is time we fix the problem within. And then, General Prower decides to go the fuck off.
0: So, I I have it paraphrased here. In the last three generations of Acorn Kings, one generation led the people of the kingdom into the Great War, Another brought in the rule of Dr. Robotnik, and another lost both Mobotropolis and Knothole. The most progress that happened was when children formed the Knothole Council before your father returned. And, in his opinion, Elias is in no condition to lead, and he ha- as he has no experience in ruling.
1: Oh boy! Uh, that is a uh, That is a dagger. That is a fucking dagger he's wielding, and he just said, hey... Your shit's fucked. It's time for shit to change.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So he reiterated that his time abroad on Argentum showed the power of a government run by its people, and he only wants his fellow Mobians to be led properly. And I have here noted, this one panel, excellent. Showing Amadeus walking away from Elias. He's still in the cell, to his bench, but the camera is inside the cell. So... In the distance, we see Elias behind the glass as if he's the one that's trapped, if you will.
1: Yeah, it's it's a really, 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 it's a small panel, but it's a really good one because it, it accurately displays the situation, right? General Prowler isn't here to cause fuck shit. He is only interested in doing the right thing in his opinion. And honestly, I agree with him. Let's be completely honest here. The House of Acorn has been a fucking mess ever since the king came back. Sally did a better job at fucking leading the kingdom. But no, fucking King Acorn is an old, misogynistic, brain-dead prick. And nobody fucking likes him. Mm. So he's right. I mean, Pr- Prower's right. And
0: with that conflict, we then move to see Sonic running around the city... Happy to be back in a place that feels like his childhood home, even if it's all made of nanites. But he then comes across Elias sulking on a bench, and Sonic is like trying to pep talk him up, but he's not hearing it. Elias says he's never meant for this, not meant to be a king. He lived his life on Angel Island as an adventurer, and before he cracked under the pressure of ruling once. And Sonic is just like, hey man, th- this tense feelings will blow over soon. Like we just dealt with the invasion. I think we just need to cool off. Elias says, though, I don't think it will. And he does admit in a moment of honesty, he is completely willing to give it all up. If it wasn't for a certain someone.
1: Ah, and on cue, motherfucking King Acorn shows up. We have much to discuss, Elias. So oh, yes, like how you're to punish the traitors and their ringleader. You know, King Acorn in, in, in these moments is basically a huge piece of shit. Elias essentially is trying to argue against it, basically saying that, you know, he's going to have a fair trial, but King Acorn is of the opinion that... No. He should just... Nope. He, just kill them all. Just kill them
0: all. And even Sonic comes in and says, uh, hey, uh, your kingliness, um, maybe it's not the best idea to imprison half your populace, as Max's only rebuttal is to, to just to say... Who are you? One of his men? As to which Sonic just responds, "Uh, no, I'm Sonic the Hedgehog. Remember, I, I saved you from the Zone of Silence. I kind of I dated your daughter." To which Max then, just dismisses it outright.
1: He's like, "I suppose so." Ma- Max said, "No free
0: clout." SMA. Yeah,
1: he say he said, "No free clout, bro." But the the rest of this scene is essentially acorn proving that the monarchy is not fit to rule right and and the 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 selfish deeds of the monarchy is is essentially the reason that they have made so many mistakes right acorn specifically stating you know um when elias basically says you know oh well, they may have reacted too strongly right and the and amadeus is speaking to the people right and he says they may speak all they want that it doesn't change the fact that we've ruled for hundreds of years and we'll do so for hundreds more King Acorn is a gigaboomer. He remembers the good old days where he could execute people in the street and nobody would blink an eye. Probably cheer for him, too. Yeah, and guess what? That's not how it works anymore, bro. Mm-mm.
0: Mm-mm. No? mm-mm,
1: mm-mm, mm-mm.
0: And all he just has to say after all this is just, the heat of the day is coming to us. Let us return to the castle, Elias. And he follows. And leaving Sonic to just look on and say, oh, man, after that scene, who can I? whose side do I want to be on? Bro, this, please don't show me Centra Sonic. I don't want that.
1: (laughs) Centra Sonic, no, please. I don't need to think about Sonic going, heh, have you ever watched a Ben Shapiro video?
0: Please don't. I will cry on the podcast. Later that night, later that night, Tails and his mom fly over the wall of the detention center, and he's hacking into the door. And when it opens, Nicole blips in. All she says is that she strongly recommends not breaking in. But she sees that it's Tails doing the deed, right as he pulls the connector out of the wiring system, breaking Nicole's hologram. We see inside, Mogul is reading and talking to Amadeus, saying that Tails has a lot of magical potential inside him, you know, being the chosen one and all. must be very proud of his accomplishments, as he says he is. Which is when Tails and his mom come into the cell. Mogul's saying, ah, well now you can add aiding and abetting to the list, as Tails just snaps at him to shut the fuck up. Amadeus is shocked to see his wife and kid trying to break him out, but Rosemary just says, we're doing this to stave off potential civil war. The people are riled up and the king overreacted. But Amadeus does not want to see his family implicated for his actions, but Tail says, don't worry about it. We're already in this deep. Just what's the harm now? as he messes with the door's wiring to release him. Meanwhile, Sonic is having a nice sleep in his room, in his race car bed, very cool, very epic. Very, very based. As Nicole blips in, scaring him awake, Sonic is like, just knock next time, Christ. But she warns him, Amadeus is being broken out of his cell, and instantly rushes to the tower. Nicole not saying, tell, not saying that who it was though, so. When Tails gets his dad out, his parents embrace affirming to each other that they're together in the end no matter what happens however Bean just being being the, the little dude that he is just outs hey hey listen what's blue and funny and runny and at the bottom of the steps sonic the hedgehog himself i was gonna say cheese
1: <laughs> bean is bean is great in these comics he's, he's very very fun
0: sonic at this time though only sees amadeus and rosemary her protecting her <laughs> husband he did nothing wrong But we then see in the background, Tails is hiding in an air duct above. Sonic says, hey, look, like, technically he incited a riot. Technically, this is treason. I know the people are on your side, but this is not the right way to break out of prison and causing more problems, which I also have written down. I kind of feel a little weird of Sonic being the one lecturing him right now, considering he is the quintessential freedom fighter, is fighting for the status quo. A little little strange here, but...
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the one of the issues with this story fundamentally is that, you know, it's about a character who is supposed to be rebelling against authority traditionally, kind of upholding, like, monarchy and all that shit.
0: You know, I've once described Archie Sonic as, like, an eco-monarchist politically, and look at that.
1: Yeah, it's it's a little weird. Um... I think what's more important is that uh, the line that Rosemary says after Sonic, you know, kind of tries to explain to them, right, is, then what about Tails? Can you stand him knowing you helped keep his father in jail? Sonic's reply is, uh, (laughs) I know you're his real family, but he grew up with me. Heck, the kid worships me. He'll get over. Which is like,
0: bro, what the fuck is wrong with you?
1: And oh boy, the next panel, chef's kiss. So Tails
0: flying down from the air duct in the shadows and just punches him in the back of the head, knocking him down. His only words,
1: get over yourself. See, this is how you create good drama. Like this is legitimately interesting.
0: Tails screams for his, t- for his parents to run. His mom refuses, but his dad's just dragging her along. He's given them an opening. We can't waste it. And besides, Tails has fought countless villains before. He can definitely hold his own. Sonic gets up, saying, Listen, Tails, my man, I can forgive you because it was for your dad, but you gotta move aside. And Tails refuses. And Tails' parents move in the dark of the night. Rosemary suggests laying low and slipping out of town. But Amadeus thinks that with Sonic distracted, they can slip into the castle and demand Elias to step down. But we need to get to the house first. Sonic and Tails are fighting in the cells. The villains are just enjoying the show. Obviously, Sonic doesn't want to fight his lifelong friend, but Mogul eggs him on and that's kind of the last touch. Specifically just saying, what's it going to be? The great hero defeated by a pup or the great hero who beats up on children? Kind of showing that Sonic's obviously in a lose-lose situation here, but nevertheless, Sonic rushes to Tails, ready for a clash, and that's the end of the comic.
1: Yep, um, there are some Mobius archives after just talking about some some external stuff, like just yeah, showing
0: have... a, a map of Numo Metropolis. That that's fun stuff, you know.
1: Yeah, it's nothing, uh, nothing super huge. Yeah, uh, some, no, no, some... no
0: groundbreaking lore coming from here.
1: Yep. Yeah. Okay, 179.
0: 179, Flynn and Yardley again the creative team. So the boys are in a tussle. Tails slams Sonic into a cell door. In the middle of trying to apologize for locking his dad up, Tails hears none of it. Sonic says he's trying to hold back, but like this, he's not down or out. But Tails says, tough. This has been a long time coming. And it surely has been a long time coming.
1: It has been a long time coming. So, Sonic is confused. What did I ever do to you? And Tails, at this moment, basically snaps and said, That's my point exactly. Of what? You have no clue because you don't care. And I'm sick and tired of it. Thank you.
0: All facts, no printer.
1: Yes. This is the biggest problem that Archie Sonic has had. Tails and Sonic's relationship for a very long time has been strained. It has always been this very passive-aggressive, you-follow-me kind of shit. It's reminiscent of the SA1-SA2 story arc where Tails learns to fight on his own and not be so reliant on Sonic. Except, this moment does it a lot better because there's been so much build-up over such a long period of time, it hits a boiling point. And now it's overflow.
0: Truly. And... All Tails has to do right now, keep Sonic pinned down while his parents finish what they started. Speaking of, we see Rosemary and Amadeus sneak into the palace through a side door, but security didn't change the lock codes, which what Amadeus thinks is an invitation by Elias. And inside, we see Elias with his wife and kid, along with Nicole in a safe room. Elias is getting ready to confront Amadeus thinking he'll be reasonable, which, by the way, Elias Drip? Elias drip?
1: A kind of Elias drip. Let, let's be let's be completely honest.
0: Like come on, the coat? Very nice. Yeah, the,
1: the coat the coat is the coat is a look.
0: Very, very uh Virgil Devil May Cry if I do say yeah, so myself.
1: Yeah, he's he's got some Virgil vibes going on.
0: <laughs> Elias orders Nicole, "Keep my family safe and above all, do not wake my father. Do not wake up my do father." Do not
1: wake the boomer. He will kill everyone. Which we then see Amadeus
0: enter the room. No guards, undone locks. Obviously you want us here, huh? And Elias decides to finish the conversation they had in the cell. His father died nearly three times for the sake of the kingdom. All through strife and turmoil. Dozens of heroes in this city risking their lives as children to protect the house of Acorn. And he will not belittle what they have given for his kingdom and family. Which... uh... That's a very interesting perspective to look at it from. To protect the house of Acorn, his words.
1: In some, in some, okay, but like he's clearly like tied down to um, to to King Acorn's shit. Right, right. right. That's
0: if to me, him saying that feels like a rationalization.
1: Yeah, it's him trying to rationalize it because he wants his father to love him, but he doesn't realize that like the right thing to do. Is to try and find a peaceable solution. Tails's mom basically says, "And what of the rally this morning? The so-called riots? Will you ignore those people?" And he responds in the most typical monarch way possible. I cannot just dissolve the kingdom and hand it to the angry masses. That makes no sense.
0: Which I mean, coming from like a, a political perspective, yes, that makes sense. But something's got to happen here, buddy. Elias undoes his coat, revealing his weapons. They're... I For the love of God, I cannot describe what these things are. Neither?
1: Uh, dude, I kept looking at this, this panel, and I was so... It doesn't make sense. Like, what are they?
0: The best I could explain are, like, dual-wielding, combination brass knuckle axes... That just, like, have tips at the end, extrude metal tips. Like, I don't know. I even looked at the, like, fan wiki for Archie Sonic, and it was still like, yeah, bro, we don't know what the fuck this is. Your guess is as good as
1: ours. It, it, no, nobody knows. It's, there's some very weird weapons. But, yeah, they, they start fighting. Um, so we, we cut back to Sonic and Tails. Sonic basically saying, yeah, if you won't pull any punches, neither will I.
0: Homing attacks Tails as the villains try to bet on the winner like it's a prize fight. So Sonic takes it outside, runs off, Tails gives chase. And as he does, Tails screams at him. This is how it always ends. The hero runs to leave me in the dust. As Sonic says, well, just because, you know, back in the day, you were too young to be on most missions anyway. I didn't want you in danger. And Tails is like, yeah, I used to believe that. But after taking into consideration the constant teasing and not believing stories about my own adventures, I couldn't take it anymore. And Sonic's like, but I, I, I tease everybody, bro. It's all good fun. It's all in good nature. And as they continue, Tales just screams it's about Sonic letting his dad rot in jail. He's trying to save the city, and you're not giving him a chance. He tried to oust the king, and he wasn't even in jail for a day. I didn't have the chance to do anything. Direct quote, the great Sonic the Hedgehog wasn't quick enough. You're taking everything I've done to help you and skewing this. And finally, finally, it comes out. So you hooked up with Fiona to help me? Dude, you don't understand. I was under legitimate enthrall of this, like, weird political implication story, and then it comes out, it's over a fucking woman. Like, we know. Like, we can obviously tell that's where it was going, but goddammit, I felt like the rug was pulled out from under me. It was ruined because fucking whamming? Goddammit. Yes. But that will
1: be explained in a minute, so just hold tight. Sonic is surprised by this, saying, wait, is she what this is all about? Don't say it like that. You knew I loved her and you went out with her. I didn't care if the Fiona I knew was a robot. I didn't care if she ended up choosing Scourge over me. You knew I loved her and you went with her anyway. I thought you were my friend. I thought you were my brother. But everything I care about, you take away from me. Ouch. Stop. Let's talk about what was supposed to happen with this arc. Speed. Would you mind dropping the history?
0: So, there, there's... Uh, I was going to save it for the end, but I think since we're here, why not? So, this arc... This arc was supposed to be a lot longer. It was actually going to be a 12-issue arc. But the editor... We don't talk about the behind-the-scenes, higher-ups like the editors, but this is important. Mike Pellerito was his name. And he forced Ian to cut the arc short because they wanted to capitalize on a a little going on in the industry. A, a, co- a little comic came out from a, a small company. You might have heard them before. Marvel Comics. Anybody? Anyone? Civil War Number 1 dropped a little while before this issue was released. And the initial sales of Civil War Number 1 took to be at, I have counted here, 260,700 units sold, which was number 1 on the list for that week, obviously. And just to put it in perspective... Number two was DC's Infinite Crisis 7 at 198k units. And also just for fun, according to my research, uh, the Sonic issue that released that month was number 162, which sold at 7.6k units. Just putting that all into perspective for you. So Mike told Ian, cut the arc short to move sales. Fuck you. Ian's plan was that this was supposed to be a larger, wider arc where kind of everyone's alliances got tested. It wasn't just going to be Sonic and Tails having their fight, which obviously would have been a big part of it. But it w- the concept of it is that all of the freedom fighters would have been split along their ideological lines. Probably a good opportunity for Bunny and Antoine to have their first serious clash as a married couple because Antoine obviously is the son of the Royal Guard, really high up there in civil so- society. And Bunny... This is kind of, it's not a spoiler, but moving forward, we're going to find out some things about Bunny that kind of put her on the other end of the ideological spectrum. Let's leave it at that. So very interesting opportunity for uh, a clash there. But Sonic ultimately would have been stuck in between both camps.
1: Uh, And and here's where I got to come in and say, I think it was the right decision to cut this arc. So something that we've talked a lot about is that a lot of the problem with Pender's Archie is that, obviously, there are so many problems with Pender's Archie. But fuck the, one, of, one of the issues that, that I think is, is very prevalent throughout um, Pender's Archie is it's trying so hard to be political and, and, and commentative and all these different things. And it never really gets there. I understand the idea of wanting to have a civil war arc where you kind of have like the teams split up, but we've been through so much bullshit with this comic. And honestly, I I think that it just would have led to more issues, Mm. right? And more problems. Obviously we've talked a lot about the, um, the Ian Flynn, uh, janitorial cleanup duty. And I think that a lot of that is still going on. But he's clearly developing his own ideas and his own stories. And sometimes, you know, not everything lands. And I think for the sake of the comic overall and its pacing, it it just, it wasn't time. It was not time for this arc. But I think that doing it in two issues and allowing Sonic and Tails to have their big fight was the correct decision. Well, I'm,
0: I, I agree with you to preface. I do agree with you. However, I'm not always a fan of stifling the creative process. I am interested to hear more about what the original ideal was in full detail. But for the sake of like pacing and moving the story along, and even just for the sake of like, bro, let's not necessarily be political here. Let's not let not even necessarily like take a sides on an actual issue per se, but just let's not have this like highbrow thing. In a comic meant for children, which, for the record, that's
1: completely fine. I have yeah, zero I problems with that I, at all. I, I want, I want to make this clear. I don't have an issue with the 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 ideological discussions that are being had in these in these two comics. I actually think they're quite good because they show the trappings of monarchy and simultaneously, in some ways, show some of the shortcomings of um of of democracy and socialism. Right. Right. But. Again, we're not trying to do a deep political dive here, even though we are more than open to talking about those things. It's just important to remember the context in which this comic is being made. One of the big issues that we have consistently had with Archie Sonic while it was under Penders is that it did not feel tuned for the target audience it was designed for.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. I
1: think that they wanted to avoid that, and thus they ended up cutting the arc. But I am still interested in learning more about what could have been. Right. Just yeah.
0: Right. So, I think on that note, let's continue. Let's continue. Sonic
1: Sonic has basically just said, "Okay, Tails, if you think if that's what you think, go to town on me." He 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 realizes it. He fucked up. He realizes he fucked up. This this is how you show humili- hum- humility in a character. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's very good. Back in the
0: castle. Uh, Elias and Amadeus say nothing to one another, only clashing their weapons, as a wall is erected between them, by Nicole, saying, Sorry, your majesty, you said don't wake your father, but you didn't say anything about your sister. So that's where Sally steps in, not surprised that her adventurer brother and the great conductor of the battlefield went straight for the fighting. Sally tells Elias, Why are you holding on to ruling so tightly when you never wanted to? Also asking Amadeus if he really wants to use his people-led movement to turn into a bloody coup. After calming them down, she reminds them. She was acting regent for years with the Nothole Council. This is what we did to make big decisions. Doesn't have to be one or the other. Are you ready to talk? Back to Sonic and Tails. They both have tears in their eyes. Sonic tells Tails that he dated Fiona knowing full well she had no interest in Tails. Thinking that, oh, well, maybe if we got together... Tails would just move on and never meant to hurt him, which doesn't really work like that. You kind of gambled and, and you got the bad payout, Sonic. You kind of deserve this.
1: He, His his, his admission that um, it was selfish of him uh, to do it, the fact that he was still hurting from the Sally breakup, uh, he went with, and, and my favorite line, I went with it like I go with everything else. I just do. Sonic admits in this moment that What he does is sometimes not okay, Mm -hmm. and it has consequences. He apologizes for being a jerk. He didn't mean it, but that doesn't change the fact that he was a a, a dick. He was for a long time towards Sonic. I mean, Sonic, Tails. He's truly sorry that he's hurt him. It's a a really good moment. I'm really happy with this. And at that moment,
0: Tails just says, oh, do you mean that, Sonic? And he's not the lying type. Yeah. And besides, uh, I don't want you throwing me around anymore. You got really good at that butt kicking thing. And Tails is like, ah, well, you know, uh, Knuckles taught me a thing or two before he left. It's no big deal. And the two cool it off. Sonic says he wants to talk a little bit more. And he brings Tails in for a good old noogie saying, ah, next time you have something to say, say it and stop angsting around like Shadow. <laughs> We're back to the good vibes. We're back to the yeah, jokes. Yeah,
1: yeah, good. We're back to the boys. The uh, <laughs> uh, So they run off. They go to the king. They rush in the door. And the two, Elias and Amadeus, are having some tea.
0: They're having a pleasant conversation. And they've come to an agreement in this short time. An elected council of six members. The current regent will sit as the seventh. Yes, the monarchy will lose some power, but this way we don't have to lose our family legacy and the two shake on it
1: so while i can respect the decision to try and keep this because obviously it's a solution that works for everyone there are long-reaching implications of this and i think it's i think something that ian um, knew about this is that doing this was a smart move because now you're going to see what happens when the trappings of government really get involved, and I think that's that's actually kind of cool for this comic, right? Mm-hmm. It's not it's not in a way that feels forced or obnoxious, but it just feels
0: like it's it's a thing that's happening and it's very realistic. Yes. So, uh, a little while later, Elias with his parents looking from their balcony, uh, they see the elections taking place, and Elias says, "Well, it was a pretty small concession, but the people are happy." And his dad says nothing as he just wheels himself away and he's a little dejected <laughs> saying that he was just trying to explain that the people are just happy with his decision.
1: oh my God dude fucking King acorn bitch wheeling away oh we, we don't get to rule anymore they have they have a saying things girl uh, you know and 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 Elias's mom
0: being the voice of reason being the actual nice one to him that he clearly needs yes yep so she just tells him at the end of the day you're king your word is what matters around here just give your father a little bit of time and outside sonic sally and tails are sitting at a tree nearby the voting booth people watching surprised to note that tails dad didn't run for office and tails says well you know my father is the sword of the people not their voice so that's why my mom is running
1: reasonable reasonable reasonable
0: So, Sonic then asks Sally, well, why didn't you run? It's not like you're taking the crown anytime soon. Yeah, well, same reason you didn't run, Sally replies. Suffice to say, they have other things that they need to worry about. Which kind of shows up right at their front door. The conversation is interrupted when they hear a voice behind. And Sonic reacts in genuine shock and horror of what he's looking at. The disembodied floating head of Dimitri asking to find Knuckles. Full quote, you must direct me to my grandnephew Knuckles. Enerjack has returned. End of 179.
1: It begins. It It begins! begins! Oh, Oh my god, we're finally here. The next four issues are the Enerjack Reborn arc. When we talk about how much we love Ian Flynn. Oh, do we love Ian. You know, it's it's like Trump. Oh, we love him. We, we love, love Ian. We love him. We love, we him, love folks. him. He's a great. He's a wonderful man. I love him. You love him. Everybody loves him. No. this is a very important arc for a lot of reasons. Not only does it solidify
0: the characters' positions in the world and kind of cum cumulates on previous arcs, let's say, it's also Ian Flynn planting his flag in the ground and saying, "This is what I can do." And this is what you're going to expect from me. The quality will be no lower than this.
1: Hey, so remember Return to Angel Island? How all we talked about was how it was kind of like a half deconstruction of Penders' stuff. And, you know, the seeds were planted. And, you know, over time they were being watered and sown. Yeah, uh, those seeds are ready to bloom, my friends. My, those seeds are ready to bloom. This is the other half of that deconstruction. And oh boy, is such fun.
0: Sonic the Hedgehog, number 180. Flynn and Yardley, the creative team, as the norm. So we open on Eggman, attacking with a snail kind of mech. Sonic attacking the tendrils, and Eggman just tells Sonic, hey, fuck off, my fight's not with you, buddy. As Sonic breaks through tendrils, Eggman says he's trying to upload a computer virus into new Mobotropolis just to, like, fuck with Nicole after he denied her his ultimate victory, yada yada. But Sonic (laughs) says, hey, you should probably be spending time to bunker down. Word on the street is Enerjack is coming back. Your file's got something on him, right? And Eggman just stops on a dime, opens the cockpit (laughs) hat.
1: He literally cracks open the lid, leans in, and he's like, incomplete files. Tell me everything you know right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So to which we move to the newly established Council of Acorn. Elias presiding, of course. And amongst the counselors, we see people such as Uncle Chuck, Tails' mother, and Rotor as well. Sally with Dimitri to report on Enerjack. And Dimitri gives like a little bit of a recap. He was once Enerjack back in the past, a chaos scientist. And in his, his Icarus moment, let's call it. He absorbed the power of the Chaos Emeralds and became a god, thinking himself unstoppable, as he would have later conquered all of Mobius if... somebody... didn't drain him of his power, and his centuries of aging caught up with him, and the Dark Legion as a result outfitted himself with cybernetics. But later, Finitivus disassembled him in a way to, so say, restore his former power. Then Sally interjects saying, why did you even trust Phonidivus to de- to begin with? Well, I was desperate, and I thought he genuinely was loyal like the rest of my legion. Chuck then asks, well, if you're not going to be Enerjack, who is? Who is indeed? Who is? To which he says, he doesn't know. I left as soon as I put two and two together on Phonidivus' loyalties. So Elias says, after Dimitri chastises him for being slow to act, just says, we need a solid plan before rushing into action. So the council comes up with an idea. Send the freedom fighters to Angel Island alone. The Chaotix are free agents, and they do claim Angel Island as their home. But considering all they've done, they deserve as much protection as any citizen. But Charmy is on a vent, listening in, and radios in to Julie Sue that... Sounds like the council won't let them look for Knuckles. And she's not very happy with that decision. Knuckles hasn't checked in with them. And Enerjack, Knuckles' biggest threat, is back. It's a bad matchup. Real bad.
1: Bad MU. It's like a 9-1. Uh maybe 10-0. Uh, you know, uh, we're talking about about, about some uh, some plus frames here. Uh, Knuckles really needs that 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 uh that buff, man. It's it's a uh it's not looking good for him.
0: Julia Sue says she's willing to go alone if need be, but Vector just says, hey, no sweat. We're going with you. So that's where Sonic finishes catching up Dem- uh, Eggman on Dimitri, and Eggman admits uh, Enerjack is a bigger threat to his empire than the Freedom Fighters ever will be. So Sonic proposes a truce. Deal with Enerjack as one. A deal that Eggman happily accepts, and they shake on it. Eggman cast in shadow as well. We need now to prepare for the worst. We are allies.
1: Another another rare moment of Sonic and Eggman working together. Uh, this was actually, it, it's funny that this is considered a big deal. Because um, in the past, uh, you know, within the, the past couple of years of this comic coming out, there was actually a lot of games where they were working together.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Lost World is the most recent example.
1: Yes, but I'm also talking more about like around the time the comics release.
0: That is, so, that's you go back
1: a couple of years, you have stuff like Sonic Advance, uh, Sonic Advance 3, uh, you have uh, Sonic 06 in an essence at the very end, mm-hmm. you have Sonic Adventure 2, you kind of have Sonic Heroes.
0: But in the context of this comic, also a very big deal. Literally yeah. five issues ago, Eggman was nuking the fuck out of his hometown.
1: Uh, Sonic, pulls him, Sonic pulls him in though, uh, hits him with the... Uh, Does
0: the power know. handshake, you know?
1: Yeah, pulls him in and says, uh, let's try to avoid the backstabbing this time, okay? okay? You know, Eggman's response is, of course, that he insults his honor, right? Mm, <laughs> Sonic immediately yes, yes. hits him with the, yeah, shut the fuck up, we know you're a lying little rat.
0: Eggman just says, don't worry your rodent little brain, Sonic. I will return to New Megapolis and prepare for our great battle. And Eggman flies away in his mech, telling Snively, put in some new modifications on those egg grapes. And Sonic admits he feels a little dirty after that, but at least we don't have to worry about him for now. As he runs back into the city, Nicole phasing in to, worry about, to warn him about trouble in the airfield. And as he comes in, he sees Julie Sue and the Chaotix fighting their way through. Meanwhile, on Angel Island, we see Scourge and Fiona calling out for Fenitus near a pillar of light with black tendrils. Uh, I have in my notes here to describe as uh, a Zemnis final boss KH2. It's like that.
1: <laughs> he he appears from uh, from 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 Zemnis pillar. Yes.
0: Fiona warns Scourge about dealing with him, though, as Fenitus steps out of the warp ring, chastising Scourge on being bothered right now. But he came back to report on the goings on of the island. Per your orders. First, the leader of the Dingo Nazis. go Nazis. <laughs> Gen- General Cage von Stryker is on the move, about to stomp into the few remaining echidna towns that the Destructics have been preparing, or protecting, rather. Uh, second, the Flame and Frost factions of the Dark Legion have caught into what you're doing, Finitivus, and they've stopped fighting to attack. Before whatever you plan to unleash, whatever it is you're doing. And he dismisses that warning, saying that their power is nothing compared to what he's got, and he's almost ready as he sets back into the ring. Fiona reiterates that this dude's a little, little creepy, a little creep zone, this dude is, as Scourge just lies down under a tree. We've got no standing orders, so just sit back and uh, enjoy the show. Sonic, though... He's engaging the Chaotix. We cannot afford to fight right now. We've just got Eggman on our side, and doing the things like this just gives Enerjack the upper hand. But Julie Sue, in particular, having none of it. She says that Knuckles has not communicated with them at all, and they need to go, and will not be held prisoner here. Quote, I thought we were your friends, not your pet mercenaries. And with that line, Sonic is like, Yeah, okay, whatever. I don't think it's good for you to come, but I'm not going to fight you about it. To which, Sally steps in. Sally steps in, saying, They need the Chaotix here, now. But Julie Sue snaps, is that the... F- oh, so what, are the Freedom Fighters going to stop us? No, but I'm here to compromise. Anne or Jack will fi- attack the most powerful place on Mobius, so we need as much protection as we can. And besides, Nicole sent out a drone to Angel Island to find information. And meanwhile... She'll send her best and brightest on a search and rescue, Sonic and Tails, as Sonic tells him to get the tornado prepped and ready to go. And as Sally has clearance to command the Freedom Fighters, Julie Sue admits that her main worry is that they never saw the real brutality of Enerjack, but Sonic just says, hey, don't worry about it, before they head out. Scourge and Fiona, though, have not left the spot, as they see the light that's under the cracked ground grow, and the ground crumbles, and the light reaches into the sky. Fiona, shocked, scourged amazed at what he's seeing. That being, the rebirth of Enerjack. End of that story.
1: Star, star, are, are, we gonna, are we gonna talk about story B? Uh,
0: yeah, may as well. I'll make it fast. Uh, It's not canon. It is a non-canonical adaption of Sonic Rush Adventure. Flynn and Yardley did the art. It's literally just the beginning of Sonic Rush Adventure uh sonic and tails crash out onto an island they meet marine she's like yo y'all are gonna be adventurers with me poggers and then she says we're gonna find treasure uh like this holds out a chaos emerald and also pirates have been attacking uh around lately that's what interests sonic in joining her then one of the pirate robots johnny from the game comes in to steal the emerald and then sonic is like based and runs off to get that emerald and that's kind of... That's it. That's really it. And also the Splash end, for some reason, calls the game Sonic Rush 2. That's literally just as shows the quality assurance that Sega has about these comics, which is zil to none. Anyway.
1: Yeah. What do you think about Sonic Rush Adventure?
0: I think it's a very solid sequel to Sonic Rush. I do like it. I feel like this is a very weird comparison, but it feels like the spirit tracks of a Sonic game.
1: yeah. I feel like Sonic Rush. I feel like Sonic Rush is a is a really good game, but Sonic Rush Adventure. Um, I don't think it's anywhere near as good. But Rush Adventure is really underrated, and I've always been someone that has sung its praises. Uh, I think the ship segments are weird, and the vehicle segments kind of. Well, the submarine sucks. The ship is fine. Um, the hover jet and the uh the 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 jet ski are like completely fine.
0: It's it's fine. Hideki Naganuma not coming back to do the uh soundtrack It will break my heart to this day, but it is what it is.
1: Yeah, the soundtrack in um in, in Rush Adventure is uh not amazing. It's fine. It's passable.
0: Yeah, it's passable. So that's 180 <sighs> done. Uh 181.
1: 181.
0: Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. This right here, folks, this is where the meat and potatoes are. We're 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 having we had our appetizer just now. This is our main course, folks. One eighty-one, Flynn and Yardley again, the creative team. Now, Sonic and Tails are en route, leaving the the city to Angel Island, which Enerjack is flying over to Numo Metropolis. Meanwhile, Sally in uh, Freedom HQ with Nicole, Julie, Sue, and Dimitri, trying to call in all allies as, so they can handle the Enerjack problem. The down under Freedom Fighters, Monkey Khan, but all the signals are scrambled. But the drone is active and Julie Sue sees the feed. We see K Kanis, Canis, the dingo city, and they are, in her words, doomed. We then see Enerjack. Uh, quote, Your crimes against the Echidnas are many, and Enerjack finds you guilty. Chaos wave across the dingoes, stripping them of their weapons, and collectively launches them toward the desert to, quote, Wander with their former leader. Base department... Base
1: department, is that you? Base depart, base department. Um, so the dingo Nazis are gone, uh, but also all of their cybernetic enhancements are gone as well. Mhm. Mhm. All of them.
0: But General Cage steps out, challenging Enerjack, boasting he rallied his people once; he'll do it again, just like his father before him. And he's crushed more kidnas under his boot than he can remember. But Enerjack swipes a chaos charged fist, and he's torn apart by the molecule. Along with the Dingo City.
1: Damn, I can't believe Enerjack literally Thanos snapped him out of fucking existence. Good. Good.
0: Then Sonic and Tails land at the launch base zone. Hey, look at that. Just like Return to Angel Island. Game Uh, reference. Yeah,
1: yeah, game reference. Cute, 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 cute. We're a fan.
0: After uh, Nicole reports that Enerjack took care of uh, the Dingoes and is moving now to confront the Dark Legion. And they move, heading towards the Master Emerald Chamber. If Knuckles is anywhere on the island, it's there. And moving towards a pillar of smoke, the Dark Legion is firing upon Enerjack to no avail. The unknown leader of the Frost Legion, commanding to continue fire in revenge for stealing his birthright. Enerjack, ESP grabs him, saying, You never wanted this power in the first place. And with it, strips him of his cybernetics and in the process, restoring his memory, revealing to be Remington, the former chief of police of Echidnaopolis. So Remington's back in the story. And uh, I know I've said this before, but uh, not out of place. I believe it has been mentioned before, or not mentioned before in canon, but uh, Remington was supposed to be the son of Craigock, uh Leandah's brother. I believe we've touched on that. It's there. There it is. That's why he's here right now.
1: Yep. So... You know, Enerjack is essentially on a on a warpath, uh, stating, "Restore to their natural state, just as I have liberated you from your unnatural cybernetic parts. So will I liberate the rest of the Flame and Frost Legions. And in doing so, all of the Dark Legion cybernetic enhancements are gone. Linda is freaking the fuck out, and Enerjack is pissed at the response.
0: She cannot grow boss her way out of this one.
1: She can't." If that is how you and your idiot followers feel, then you can stay stranded here. Those thankful for my blessing shall be returned home. To Albion. Another name we have not heard in a very long time.
0: There's also a story there, but we'll get to that.
1: We'll get to it.
0: In HQ, seeing all this occur, Dimitri demands Nicole use the nanites to construct a weapon, which she refuses. Julie-Sue only asking if the guys have found Knuckles already. They're having a hard time getting into the chamber, as Dimitri slips out, saying he should've known better to get to these heroes, and should've cast his lot with the more powerful side. But Sally gets through to one ally, Gun, Rouge answering, and agrees to help. They're currently sending their newest recruit, and is on the way, as Signal cuts out. And at this moment, Sonic radios in, saying they're in the chamber, no sign of Knuckles though, or anyone, really. So they head to Echidnopolis and fly out as Phonidivus steps out of the shadows. We then move to Enerjack over Echidnopolis, preaching to them that their time of fear and strife is over as Sonic and Tails rush to his location. Enerjack grabs all of the Echidnas and blips them all to Albion. Sonic and Tails coming in just a bit too late.
1: Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. We're there. It's coming. It's coming.
0: Enerjack, though, sees the camera that Nicole is using, crushing it, which causes her a headache, only saying to Sally, he's coming. As he warps away, Sonic is about to spin dash into him. Nicole radios in again that Enerjack is outside the city gates, picking up Tails that they need to get back as soon as possible. Once they get to the tornado, though, Tails mentions that he's a little concerned that they never found Knuckles, but Sonic's not worried. He'll catch up. Also worried over the fact that they've never fought Enerjack themselves. Sonic's words? An omnipotent demigod of chaos will be done by dinner. As they fly out, Sally mobilizes the Chaotix. Julie Sue with tears in her eyes. Mighty just asks if she's okay. But she comes to terms, not comes to terms, but she says, with Sonic and Tails, not finding Knuckles, he's probably gone. But Nicole just says to the people, don't worry, the city's force field has held off the egg fleet. Nothing to worry about, folks, as Enerjack, above, (laughs) strips the open field like a sheet of aluminum foil.
1: Yeah, he just casually does it. Okay. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. You gotta let me. You gotta let me. You gotta let me. gotta let me go. Okay. So Enerjack descends. I've come with no intent to harm any of you. I've come to make things right. Sally responds with, We've seen all the good you've brought to Angel Island. If you don't want this to turn violent then leave now julie sue replying with it's too late for that julie sue also saying i'll never forgive you for what you did to knuckles i don't care what you do to me but i'll make you pay for destroying him pointing a a a double double barreled laser pistol and then the line comes out destroy due to you the being says as he removes the gun from his from her hand i would never hurt you my love says as he takes off the helmet and I can't very well destroy myself revealing Knuckles as Enerjack at, I, wait hold on
0: hold on uh, I'm getting a phone call right now I'm sorry uh, hello base department why yes I would like to file a claim
1: is this Keno or not so remember d- do you remember do you remember everything?
0: If you don't, don't worry. We'll co- we'll walk through you we'll, with it. We'll,
1: we'll, we'll walk through it in just a minute. Let's sit. Think about it for a second. Knuckles is now Enerjack. How, why, and what caused it? Well, the next page, story B, would like to... Uh,
0: well, we'll elaborate on it a little bit.
1: We'll elaborate.
0: Okay. Flynn and Butler, the creative team on this one.
1: The title of the story fittingly, poetically, perfectly, one word, undone. Taken
0: place right at the end of the last story. We see Archimedes, someone we have not seen in a, in a while. You know, he's an aide to the Guardians, lamenting about how every Guardian he's trained thus far has failed. Saber, Knuckles' grandfather, fell in the line of duty. Locke, Knuckles' father, is angry and lost, per his words. And Knuckles himself, while the most promising, has been corrupted and turned into Enerjack. He could do nothing but stand by and watch as Knuckles was beaten by the Destructic Scourge included, and delivered to the Dark Legion and dragged into the Chaos Emerald Chamber. Knuckles wakes up inside, in front of Phonidivus, Lane Daw, and Remington, who Finitivus says he rescued from the egg grapes and did all he could do to restore his mind. And might I say, uh, uh, Remington's drip here is atrocious. He looks like a Dragon Quest protagonist. What the fuck, man?
1: Hey, man, don't, don't make fun of the Dragon Quest protagonist drip. Some of them have really good outfits, but some of them, no, they do look like clowns. So, yeah.
0: Finitivus says he brought Knuckles here because Eggman destroyed 99% of Echidna society, including Albion, now a wasteland, as he brought the two factions of the Dark Legion back together to deal with the greater threat of Eggman. Knuckles... In shock, which the silly art doesn't go away. Knuckles does look a little little uh he, he, made me, he had a little too much Taco Bell today.
1: Yeah. Knuckles is freaking out. He can't handle this. He rushes to the Master Emerald. While well, Dimitri says, I've been watching all of Dimitri's descendants, and I found the one best student to use the Master Emerald with my guidance. Knuckles touches the emerald, and immediately something is wrong. The emerald radiates black flames, very akin to Dimitri's. Him screaming, no, I'll set this right. Finitivus, it's my mean, duty. Right? I think you my res- finitivus. What?
0: Finitivus, You said Dimitri.
1: Oh, my bad.
0: That's no, okay. It's okay. Finitavis. Yeah, yeah.
1: He says, no, immediately something is wrong. I'll set this right. It's my duty. My responsibility. I'll command the power of the Master Emerald. I... And in that moment, Linda and Remington, uh, still believing that he is evil, uh, basically say, uh, no, he'll take all the power for himself. Linda, what you traitor? And Finitivus, a grin on his face, smiling, says precisely, Archimedes is watching in horror. He can't take this. Remington and Linda are freaking out, right? Linda in particular, trying to girl boss her way into this as as per usual. Mm -hmm. Um... You know, and Finitivus. So Finitivus starts talking. Knuckles, you've had this power before, remember? But Dimitri told me how you couldn't control it. Mm-hmm. You almost destroyed everything. I can help you mold the power into something you control, and we can set everything right. Knuckles whispers everything right. Dimitri, you must become more than a mere guardian. Think. Who was the one being who could command the power of the gods?
0: Enerjack.
1: That's it. Keep listening, my boy. There is much we have to do. Archimedes is distraught. He is broken, heartbroken by this. Trying to reach out to him, but everything fails. So we have to talk about this in depth now.
0: That's the end of 181, for the record. Yes,
1: yes. Dimitri has clearly fucked with the Master Emerald and is now using it to influence Knuckles, right? Yes. But let's try and look at this a little bit different, shall we? So let's take it all the way back to when Penders was still a young lad and loved Knuckles. Mm-hmm. Oh, he loved Knuckles so much. I he love Knuckles too. I love Knuckles, I too. Knuckles too, but not in the way that Ken Penders liked Knuckles. <laughs> Jesus. All of the lore, all of the writing, Knuckles was a god knuckles was invincible knuckles was so strong the best the brightest the bravest he was the chosen
0: one two times over
1: he became fucking green because he was so powerful he was so important he was a christ figure he led echidnas back to albion he was literally jesus and then the seeds were planted in return to angel island by carl bowler's Everything around him crumbling. Everything he loved going and basically disappearing before his eyes. Having to work with Lindah, working with Dimitri, realizing that he's weak and powerless and can't do anything without the help of the Master Emerald and his godhood, right? And his powers. And he realizes the situation. Majority of his, w- of his race has been wiped out. Eggman has destroyed Albion. The only solution is to run to the Master Emerald. And he falls right into the trap. But more importantly, Knuckles is... Well, if you really think about it, Dimitri egging him on and influencing him is only... It's like half of what it is. The other half of it is Knuckles. Because there's no way you can tell me that this wasn't written. And the follow-up to this isn't perfect to basically say everything that Ken Penders did led to this moment. Because... The entire Guardian cycle, the entire decisions taken by Locke, which were justified, non-fucking-stopped by Ken Penders on every single level, every single time he did it, because it's for the greater good. No matter how much it fucked with Knuckles, no matter how much it fucked with several characters, no matter how much of a piece of shit Locke was, it was all justified because a uh, greater good, Christ figure narrative. And then this takes that Brings it over its knee and snaps. This is the other half of the deconstruction. Everything Pender's built up. The godhood. The arrogance. The ego. It all comes front and center because Knuckles is literally God.
0: It was all just due to the fact of uh, a certain someone's misguided efforts. Misguided being the absolute kindest way I can put it, obviously. To avert a crisis situation which now has been created.
1: We have reached it. This is the moment where Ken Pender's narrative breaks. And there is no more God Knuckles. There is only Knuckles the Echidna.
0: Sonic the Hedgehog, number 182. Flynn and Yardley, the creative team. Unmasked and allies in shock, Knuckles as Enerjack preaches how he will liberate them from technology with his power, but a dejected Nicole tries to reason with him. Your relationship with tech is probably poor but it gave me life as julie sue tries to talk him down with tears in her eyes he tried to use power like this before but knuckles all it did was brought pain and suffering and his response to that disgust
1: disgust again it's another blow what 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 i love about the fact that knuckles response is disgust is that clearly he's being influenced by Finitivus. But it's so clear how much of this is coming from Knuckles 2. This is taking all of the shit that's been ingrained in him for God knows how long and just displaying it freely.
0: So he puts the mask back on, Tornado flying in behind him, and he lifts Julie Sue to liberate her from her cybernetics as Sonic bonks him over the head, catching Julie Sue, and drops her off to Mighty. Sonic asks Sally if they've heard from Knuckles. No, but... But yes. Is back up <laughs> on the way? Yes. So Sonic hits a homing attack on Enerjack. He blocks it. But, in a flash of red, Shadow teleports in with just a right hook to the face. Introduces himself, Gun Agent Shadow. But, uh, uh it's a little bit of a cold open as Enerjack throws Shadow through the wall of the library.
1: And so... Uh, enerjack, in his uh, infinite wisdom, uh, grabs Sonic and says, "Are you quite finished?" Actually, well, let me rephrase that. Previously, he says, "Now let's squish this energerm." As uh, as, as Enerjack throws a uh, shadow, but uh, Sonic says, "You know, actually, <clears throat> jumping jack, ener tube, flapjack, interstate, enerjack in the box." And come to think of it, Enerjack sounds like some kind of sports drink. Now I'm finished.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which leads Sonic to get thrown into the library. Shadow gets up. Shadow notices it's as if Enerjack is a living chaos emerald. Da 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 da
1: da 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 New curb season coming in a couple of days. Make sure you watch-
0: This episode's coming out in December. The people better be enjoying uh, yeah, you a better, curb.
1: You, enjoy, enjoy your curb. Enjoy your curb, your enthusiasm. It's some real good shit. Anyway, Shadow gets up, basically says, clear the area out. Forgive me, Sensei, for I must go all out just this once. And the inhibitor rings. Oh boy, do they come off. Shadow preparing a massive burst of chaos energy. Hitting Knuckles with the Chaos Blast. Sally in disbelief because, you know.
0: This is gonna cost lasting damage to the city.
1: Yeah. Nicole trying to divert all power. But uh, you know, it's not it's 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 not gonna work out if Dr. Eggman shows up. Speaking of Dr. Eggman, hmm.
0: Uh, We see Eggman, he's uh looking over Shadow doing his thing. He's just like, whoa, man, <laughs> take it easy there. That's my city to destroy. As Snively, we see him working on the egg grapes. Says, you know, with Shadow there, they may have found a workaround on the energy scrambling, and Sonic may very well find out that he lied about the world turning their back on Knothole. But Eggman just says, like, eh, don't worry about it. Enerjack over here, he's filled to the brim with chaos energy. More than enough to power my next project. And Eggman, he drips the fuck up. Scarf and goggles and (laughs) toe.
1: Yo, that's my motherfucking boy. The Eggman. What a legend.
0: Launching the Egg Fleet to assist their allies. With the modifications to the Egg Grapes complete. And ready for their new guest. Shadow though, still charged up. Hit with a Chaos-powered fist though. And he's downed. Sonic offers to help him out, but uh... Shadow's, uh, uh, dare I say, he's got a little bit of Saiyan pride in him.
1: (laughs) Vegeta moment, Vegeta moment, Vegeta moment.
0: He throws a Chaos Spear. Enerjack swipes it away, responding with a thunder arrow.
1: Yeah, true Vegeta moment, by the way. Real Vegeta moment. You know, he tries to fight and then completely jobs as per usual.
0: Uh, Sonic bunks Enerjack again, this time moving the mask, seeing that it's Knuckles. And Sonic is obviously shaken to see his friend beneath the mask. And Shadow just pats him saying, now is not the time to lose resolve. As Sally comes in, leading in a charge of Freedom Fighters, the Chaotix, and the whole citizenry of Pneumo Metropolis. Surrounding Knuckles, as he only says,
1: Enough. He uses his chaos energies to keep everyone in stasis
0: leaking out of his closed eyes a very nice touch in my opinion
1: yes putting the helmet back on as he monologues i am profoundly disappointed by all of you you've known me to be your friend as a hero and yet you've turned on me Mm -hmm. i thought my friends would accept my generous offer i will set everything right i was going to be gentle with you and this city as my benefactor dr finitivus has shown me this world must be purged with fire. I was going to spare you all that, but now... And Sonic steps in. Knuckles, listen to me. This isn't like you, man. That You are not like this. You're a rough and tumble, punch-first, kind of guy reshaping the world with a bunch of chaos hocus power hocus-pocus. Just isn't you. Phonidivus must have messed with your brain. To which Knuckles responds, The world is undeniably corrupt. I have the power to change it. There is nothing that can sway me.
0: Knuckles the Echidna Joker moment. Knuckles the Echidna Joker moment.
1: Oh, the fucking shit about this moment. It's so perfect. The arrogance, the God complex. It's all just the Pender shit on display. He was bred and born to think like this. And he was treated like a... Fucking legend for so long he's bought into it mm-hmm. yeah Finitivus is, is is controlling him in a way but it's not fully that he fully believes in the shit
0: yeah it's all underlying it's as if Finitivus just gave him like the little push
1: he gave him the push and now he's fucking all in on the shit that he was basically bred to believe so eggman shows up with the egg fleet you know, uh, still rocking the scarf, uh, vibing in the, vibin in the, vibin in the ship. Uh, good afternoon, Enerjack. This is Dr. Eggman. Relax and leave everything to me. As the Egg fleet starts firing off, uh, teleport beams. Uh, sending Enerjack to the Egg Vineyard. Uh, which is actually quite a smart plan if you think about it. A r- rare W for, for, for Mr. for Mr. Robotnik. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eggman basically saying, uh, you see, wrote I kept my end of the
0: bargain. (laughs) (laughs) Sonic says, though, kidnapping Knuckles was not part of the deal, but he doesn't care either way. I got the best battery I could ask for. And he goes away, saying, repair the city, please. I want it spick and span when I destroy it myself. And as he goes away, Sonic says, well, at least he didn't directly double cross us. (laughs) So what can we do about Knuckles, huh? Any ideas, folks? Sally, sheepishly saying, kind of says like the one thing everyone has on their back of the minds but nobody wants to say. Maybe it's for the best that we don't. Saving Knuckles would mean unleashing Enerjack again. And she knows leaving him behind is not an option. But a warp ring appears behind Sonic and Julie Sue, a pair of hands pulling them through it. And Sonic, that's like the straw that broke Sonic's back here right now. What's going on? And he sees Locke. He didn't have much time. Finidivis cast a hex on the Master Emerald and locked anyone from accessing its power. And he walks, saying long ago, the Brotherhood prepared for the possibility of Enerjack returning, but the Destructics are guarding that possibility. Uh, he needs extra muscle, he says. Oh, so for Knuckles to be returned to normal, so Sonic says, right? But Locke corrects Sonic. No, my forefathers prepared a weapon, We will destroy Enerjack. That's the end of that story.
1: So so let's talk about Albion. Let's talk about Albion in story B. Flynn Yardley again, the creative team.
0: Uh, The ruins of Albion. Uh, Locke finds a recording device from Galana, the former head of Albion, saying, It was once the seat of technological advancement on Mobius, but now it's lost. The story goes when Knuckles showed up, abusing his chaos powers that were engineered in him from birth. And also, we see Chaos Knuckles drawn in in Yardley's art style. It's a little cursed. It's too good for this. It's really yeah, too good it, for this. Yeah, it,
1: it, it, is, it is really too good for this.
0: A young scientist named Finitivus created a Chaos Siphon suit to drain Chaos Knuckles' energy. But in the attempt to release, uh, Knuckles flipped it on him, and it changed him. His physical and mental state were enhanced, yes, but... He gained a dark demeanor, condemning the world and society at large. Some theorize that Fenitavis became a photo negative of Knuckles, citing ancient lore of an avatar. Yada yada. Uh, Fenitavis had destructive plans. That's all crazy talk. Who? What's that about?
1: I, I do like the implication that um, because we know about the, the concept of positive and negative energy within the Master Emerald, right? The fact that Knuckles, at his most powerful, which was Chaos Knuckles, was a pure representation of the positive energy, Phonidivus is the exact opposite, an embodiment of the negative energy, which (laughs) is a cool concept, and they go on to explain, basically, that Phonidivus quickly learned to channel the chaos force much in the same way that Knuckles did, and used its ambient energies in his new dangerous inventions. I was the deciding vote that called for his euthanasia bitch what yeah this is a weird moment and it feels like we've kind of like got pulled back into penders for a moment you yeah know? but
0: honestly i kind of feel like that was definitely on purpose
1: well 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 remember it's it's echidna lore it has to be as ridiculous and fucking insane as possible yeah
0: you see that's exactly what i mean he's just like yep oh, gotta be in the mindset uh echidnas uh what's the stupidest thing they could do euthanasia okie dokie <laughs> Exactly.
1: True. True and real, bro.
0: (laughs) After Phinidivus escaped his euthanasia, uh, he led an invasion force with Eggman's resources leveling Albion. So uh, he was the cause of all that. To say Eggman uh, leveled Albion, that's technically correct, but that's not the whole truth. The message, she begs the finder of it to find a way necessary to stop Phinidivus. And that's where it stops, as she's discovered. Remington found it and showed it to Locke. And says he'll lead the people. Echidnaopolis citizens and Dark Legionnaire alike. We can scrape together a living in the ruins of Albion. As Locke just pats him on the shoulder, you'll be a good leader, Remington. I'll take care of the rest. End of 182.
1: We are on to 183.
0: Once again, Flynn Yardley, creative team. Desperate
1: times! Desperate times! What do you mean? You're going to destroy Knuckles? Julie Sue says, "He is no longer Knuckles. Now he is only Enerjack." So Locke drops the lore, uh, the, the 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 classic lore bomb. So basically, after Enerjack's last appearance, Brotherhood of Guardians crafted a weapon that would destroy him if he ever returned. Uh, he basically justifies it by saying that you know you've seen what Enerjack is capable of. Nothing that powerful should ever be allowed to exist. Julie Sue obviously because she loves Knuckles. Fights back. Says that, you know, he's not in control of himself. We should be helping him. And, uh, (laughs) Locke, it is in in a classic Locke moment. You know, the weapon is a perfectly humane way. (laughs) It's like,
0: ugh. It's as humane as getting run over by a car. Yeah. At that topic, Sonic suggests, let's at least take a look at this weapon. And Locke is clearly pleased with that answer. Julie Sue is not but he activates his warp ring to get there as close as possible. But past the gate, they are greeted by the Destructix, Scourge and Fiona included. Meanwhile, Eggman is gloating of having Enerjack in his egg grapes, draining the power at an exponential rate, as Snively comes in, holding the head of Dimitri, a stowaway from Uh, Even though Eggman can't really recognize Dimitri, he offers to take his help to drain Enerjack's power. He says that due to the slowness of the Council of Acorn, uh, that's why he's taking his side now. Before the disorientation wears off, of course. But Eggman just says, Ah, don't worry. Everything is under control. As she's as he shows Dimitri Enerjack currently being drained. As Snivelly, reading the reports, screams about a sudden spike in energy. Dimitri? Full quotation,
1: sweet merciful Aurora, he's awake! And then Knuckles, and then (laughs) Knuckles decides, I'm not having it! And he fucking blows the entire facility and a good portion of Eggman's base to pieces in a massive chaos blast.
0: As Eggman rushes to his Eggmobile, send in the Egg Fleet with Dimitri only saying, I told you so.
1: The way that Dimitri is saying this reminds me of a very cursed and ancient meme. So I'm going to do it. I warned you about stairs, bro. I told you, dog.
0: (laughs) That's such an old meme. Not even the fans of uh, the source material know what that is.
1: Bro, I'm falling down all these stairs.
0: Homestuck makes me feel ancient now.
1: I I, I do not. We do not speak of, of of the cursed comic. Anyways, let's go back to this comic, which is also cursed in a lot of ways.
0: But good. Makes me happy. But good.
1: But good. But good.
0: Meanwhile, Locke and Julie Sue are fighting in the larger team. Sonic and Scourge are having the racing and the fighting one another before Sonic is intercepted. Julie Sue just asked Locke, hey, why can't you use your guardian powers? Well, Phinidivis hexed the Master Emerald. I can't draw from my link to the Chaos Force. How'd that happen? Judy Sue asks. And Locke admits, not really without knowing it, but he admits, Uh, I kind of let Phinidivis guard the Master Emerald so I could look for the Hood. But, you know, this wouldn't have happened if Knuckles didn't uh, go away from his duty. And her words. That excuses you for abandoning yours. <laughs> And, uh, that's where they get knocked down. Sonic included.
1: Oh, God. Uh,
0: Julie Sue pulled out the, the Uno reverse card, and it was super effective.
1: It was. It was. She, she hit him with that real shit. A- anyways, so, the team is kind of getting fucked up. Archimedes shows up, lays down a wall of cover fire, basically saying, I'll lay down another, you all get inside, giving them time to run in and get the weapon.
0: Archimedes introduces himself to Sonic as a, Kind of a voice of reason for the Guardians. You know, being uh, Locke and Knuckles' mentor and all. When Locke mentions that the weapon is... Has the weapon been safe, Archimedes? Well, yes, it is, Uh, but we will not be using it.
1: You know, considering that Knuckles' transformations is... OUR FAULT. It was your genetic and chaos energy experiments that gave Knuckles his powers. We literally put the world on his shoulders and told him to fucking bear it. We're as guilty for creating this new Enerjack as Phinidivus. Good. This, this is like Ian Flynn showing up and, and Locke is like Ken Penders, right? It's the constant justification shit, right? And and Archimedes is like, no, we fucked up.
0: Dejected. But Sonic already grabbed it. It kind of looks like a kind of a spire. But the Destructics follows, saying that Phinidivus instructed them to keep that weapon being used on Enerjack. Sonic is like oh i see and he destroys it <laughs> like, he just spin dashes into it it's pretty good
1: he basically uh, the, the panel after is very funny i hope you guys aren't planning on charging for overtime are, are we done here and sleuth doggy dog i i i, I, su- I suppose so D- D- destructix fallback scourge butting in with the uh it was my idea to smash it in the first place Lock, lock malding out, you know, you idiot, that was the only option we have left. And Sonic, being, you know, based, says, yeah, I never really signed on to your plan of destroying my buddy. Never mind the fact that he's your fucking kid. So I came up with my own plan. Julie Sue's shocked, like, whoa, 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 what plan? Sonic's like, no time to explain, Sue. I'm getting rid of Jack. I'm bringing Knuckles back. He's only got one shot at this, though, and it's gonna be a toughie. Oh, it's going to be a toughie. We then move to
0: see Enerjack destroying Eggman City, wiping out badnik hordes. 99% of them are gone. The outer city is completely destroyed. But Eggman has an option left, the Egg Fleet. Missiles fire on Enerjack. As all he does, he just commands them verbally, stop, which they do, and return, which they do. (laughs)
1: The the panel where it shows the egg fleet is being destroyed is fucking it. It's so funny. So Snively's eyes are like his pupils are like literally like a dot. Dimitri is just watching in the head bubble like unfazed as fuck. Eggman is like oh, and then Dimitri says, "Doctor, I I think it's time we got to your bunker." And Eggman is like stammering. He's like. Yes, and he just goes. So
0: uh, Knuckles takes his helmet off, saying, "While he was planning on punishing Eggman anyway, the whole Egg Grape thing left me winded. Gonna have to go back to the Master Emerald and uh and charge up." He warps back into the chamber, and Phinitivus he uses the perverse chant of uh, Takal's prayer. Uh, the servants are the seven chaos. Basically, that's the only change, but a very dark demeanor. He's being a little a little spooky right now. Finitivus gets interrupted and knocked off and lands on top of the Master Emerald. Sonic does. And as just asks him, bro, what are you doing? Something Scourge tried a while ago. Sonic charges himself off the Master Emerald, saying he'll neutralize Phinidivis' voodoo like he neutralized Perfect Chaos and I'll beat the evil out of Enerjack as Super Sonic.
1: Based, 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 incredibly fucking based very fucking based this is awesome because obviously it's one referencing the fact that the master emerald is the is the true control emerald and it is the it is the source of like all chaos energy right Mm -hmm. and two the fact that it's calling back to when mecha sonic in sonic 3 used the master emerald to to turn super
0: Mm-hmm. We all know... We all know it as a fact. The Master Emerald can induce a super state, and, uh... Ian Flynn with his massive brain, and also his gigantic nuts that he's just wheeled by erling out here. That's the end of that story, but we do have a secondary story of Flynn and Yardley again, the creative team. So, a while before that last scene, Phonidivus catches Scourge charging up a warp ring off the Master Emerald, and just asks what he's doing. Oh, well, I mean, I... T- t- look... This is just a backup in case your plan goes south. I don't even know what's it about anyway, so what does it matter? And Finidivis says, well, what this is about goes back centuries. And he recaps Angel Island becoming a loft, Edmund and Dimitri trying to put the island back to the planet and their sons being pit against one another, one becoming the first Grandmaster of the Dark Legion, the other becoming the second Guardian. Countless Echidna generations become involved, including the entirety of the Brotherhood. Which again, I reiterate, Tracy Arley's yart is too good for this.
1: Yeah, it's. I think a, a big, a big message that is being told. There, there's a full page spread where
0: showing all of the guardians for one thing.
1: Yeah, yes, and the the council, including major Echidna characters, but most importantly, saying a very important line: countless Echidna families would have would have their lives affected by this blood feud. I think. If this if this single line of dialogue really tells you what this arc is about, like, it, it it really just lays it out for you. This this entire Echidna lore shit, all it's done is convolute the story, make things uninteresting, and just it, it's just been so drawn out that essentially, Finitivus wants nothing more than to break it. 17 generations of guardians and five different grandmasters they've resulted in nothing it's 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 very clear that finitivis's intent is to just burn it all down fuck it the akinas are so stupid that they can't even figure out their own blood feuds
0: that's true it's been so long and time has gone on incalculably to the point where what do they even know what they're fighting for? do they know what they're fighting for at this
1: point do they no no dude it's um no okay this is a very epic final fantasy 14 reference but i can't but i can't explain it because it's spoilers but all i'm gonna say is the the concept of fighting for something for so long that you don't even know what you're fighting for is essentially like a really 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 big theme of this and it's it's so ridiculous when you really think about it how fucking awful the Echidna lore is that Finitivus is u- u- the the ultimate conclusion that he comes up with is just fuck it it all is pointless burnt down it doesn't need to exist
0: which I, I'm sure is what the uh, the sane reader's perspective on this is
1: yeah the insane one tries to relate this back to Pender's lore it says it's all linked together it all makes sense yeah it all makes sense bro it like,
0: all yeah makes it sense. all makes sense meanwhile uh us the reader Finitivus right now is just like bruh throw it into the fire
1: Yep, exactly. That's, that's the perfect way I could describe it.
0: In the end, Phonidivus wormed his way into the Legion just to study how the body could channel Chaos Energy, and him studying Moratori in particular due to him impersonating a Guardian, and also Dimitri's bodies were invaluable. But after that, he tossed the Guardians into the Zone of Silence and prepped a descendant of Dimitri to become Enerjack. Leandah had the drive, but she's hard to control. Hey man, those girl bosses, I get it.
1: Yeah, they're not they're not worth it. No so he he made he made a good call. Good call to be a good confident of us. Very good confident of us.
0: So he got Remington and began to prep him. But in the end, he chose Knuckles because of his strongest link to the Chaos Force, and with his convincing, became an unwitting pawn to help curtail his corrupt little family and rid the world of the filth of technology brought by Eggman and the humans. As Scourge just walks away as in his ranting, charged ring in hand. That's the end of 183.
1: Uh, I would like to talk about the cover of 184 uh, for a brief moment. It is absolutely fantastic. Uh, Supersonic on the right, uh, Enerjack on the left. Finitivus and Locke in the background, uh, two halves of, uh, of of the of, of the looming picture, while Knuckles, uh, enwrapped by Chaos Energies on the Master Emerald, is uh, at the very bottom of the page. It is an excellent cover art.
0: I, I wish I could have it as a poster.
1: It's, it's fucking very sick.
0: So this is it. This is it. This is our last comic we've got as well, by the way, but it's a fantastic ending to this episode. And of course, once again, Flynn, Yardley, the creative team, Across the world, Albion, Pneumo Metropolis, and Angel Island all have a strong reaction to Supersonic and Enerjack's clash, and Supersonic grabs Enerjack's staff, snapping it in half to provoke him into a direct fight. Enerjack blasts Supersonic, leaving him unnerved. You know, he's invulnerable and all, so why don't you try the tried and true punches, buddy? And Julie Sue is shocked to see Sonic survive that blast, but Locke quips that, yeah, he won't forever. And none of them will if he didn't stop him from using the weapon.
1: Okay, and this is where it gets real good. Real
0: good! Real fucking good. Because Julie Sue basically says, You know, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You have had plenty of chances to destroy the son
1: you hate. Locke is like, I don't hate him, but, but he's become... Archimedes hits him with that. everything we work to create. It was our training and your experiments on his DNA and chaos energy that led to this. But he is not a mistake to bury Locke. We are as much to blame, if not more. Based. Based.
0: So he goes with Julie Sue to help Sonic, in her words, to save the Guardian they love enough to rescue. As Locke just stays behind in the dust in shock. The Destructix watch the fight ensue. Saying, uh, we were only paid to guard the weapon, so, uh, uh, we're outie. And leaving a warp ring. But Scourge stays behind, Fiona asking, why? Scourge tells her something. In his last little tussle with Sonic, you know, he said a little thing or two to me. It got me thinking. About who I really am. What I can really do. So he flips his charged warp ring, saying that this can take me to where I can get those answers. And Fiona comes to understand that he means leaving Mobius. And what Scourge says, with Supersonic and Enerjack fighting like this, there'll be nowhere on Mobius to run, to," So what do you say? And she goes along with him. In said fight, Supersonic yoinks the mask, saying, well, do you feel more like Knuckles right now? As, in his anger, snaps him underground. He tries to stop a boring species by burying him, at least as clever as ever, as he <laughs> barrows up. And homing attacks him. Knuckles throws a thunder arrow, doing nothing yet again. What part of invulnerable don't you get? Knuckles closes in, punching him in the gut. Quote, would you prefer it if it were crunch time? Which, I have to say, referencing an old cringe catchphrase that Ken Penders tried to put on Knuckles in the classic era. Don't worry about that.
1: (laughs) Wait, really? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Go back and read the old Knuckles comics. He
1: says that a non-insignificant portion... Deep cut, yo, Ian is making sure that the Pender's destruction is going deep, he has to make sure, he has to get it all out now.
0: (laughs) So Sonic figures, well, I mean, by now the heck should have been broken, I'm seeing a little bit of progress, but uh, it's not enough. So Julie Sue and Archimedes poof to the Emerald Altar, separated because of the uh, Enerjack and Supersonic transformations, but demanding, demanding that he fix this, but he's like, hey... You are in no position to demand anything. And besides, I couldn't stop this even if I wanted to. The hex I placed, it's bound. Once Knuckles used the Master Emerald, his intentions became my ideal. So, why didn't it happen to Sonic when he used it to become super? I don't know, but I would love to dissect him to find out why. To which I have to say, it's called main character syndrome, bro. Indeed. Julie Sue demands he break the hex, but says, nope, nope, I locked it. The only way to break it is to sacrifice your own life.
1: (sighs) Archimedes is the first one to do it.
0: And Julie Sue accepts it as well.
1: He basically says, the failures of the student are those of the teacher. You have your lives ahead of you. I will go. And... Oh, yes! Oh,
0: it's here! And none other than Locke steps in. Let me save my son.
1: Let me save my boy.
0: He begs to help understand... Listen, understand this, he did what he did to save Knuckles from a future terror, but he never thought he would become a terror, he only wanted to keep Knuckles safe. But Venetovus just kind of takes a step back and says, yo, you death wish having motherfuckers are sick, and he won't have it, so he fights, the world must be cleansed in fire, he says, and lock under his boot. If you're so willing to die, I'll be more than happy to do it for you as Archimedes grabs him and poofs him away. He won't be gone for long. So Locke ascends the altar. The Brotherhood had their ways to protect the next generations. We wanted to protect our loved ones, even if it was from afar. As he gets onto the top of the Emerald, he knows what must be done.
1: There is only one thing left to do. The servers are the seven chaos. Chaos is power, enriched by the heart. Release my boy. Give him his own life to lead.
0: With a tear in his eye, energy pours out of Knuckles, leaving him passed out in Supersonic's arms. And he depowers and brings Knuckles down to the ground as Julie Sue rushes to him, trying to get the words out of what happened to his dad. But Knuckles understands his dad sacrificed his life for him. So Locke is dead. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
1: Yay! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. What a way, huh? What a way to fucking go.
1: Uh, all I'm gonna say is, uh, uh based Ian Flynn writes Ken Pender's self-insert out of the comic.
0: Thank God.
1: <laughs> Locke being dead is, is unironically, like, a very, like, smart decision.
0: <laughs> yeah, Locke exists does just is kind of, like... The hanging scythe over this entire narrative. At least as far as Knuckles is concerned.
1: So now that he's dead, uh, Knuckles is a real character again, by the way.
0: Phonidivus, though, is pissed. Years of research wasted and down the drain. But Knuckles remembers. Knocking him off the altar. He's grabbing onto a piece of land. Knuckles looking down on him, only saying, Get back up here. Another time, he says. As he uses a warp ring to fall on out of there. So, with all that said and done, Julie Sue then says, Let's go back down into the city. But Knuckles refuses. Go if you want. But I will not make that mistake again. As the last guardian of the Master Emerald, I will protect it. And will do it alone. If I must. That's the end of that story. We we do have a secondary story here. And, uh... It's a setup for things to come, yes, but let's touch on it. Let's touch on it.
1: Yeah, let's touch on it.
0: Uh, Flynn and Yardley doing the art. Layne Daw thanks an unknown figure for meeting her and her legion on such short notice. Nowhere else it turns to, she says. Not even a day has passed since Enerjack ravaged her people, turning them all into flesh. Her ancestors were forced away into the Twilight Zone, struggled to survive, and now their birthright has been stolen from them and is desperate to reclaim their way of life. All she asks is to be made Grandmaster of the Legion, and I will follow. Her leadership skills are something unique. Strong obedience and discipline skills from my ancestors. And besides, you need new ground forces anyway. So, what do you say? As the shadowed figure takes her hand, welcome to the Eggman Empire. Welcoming them in, Eggman does, as his new Dark Egg Legion and has them march into a blimp to deal with their squishy insides. A foot soldier passing says, Are you sure about this, Commissar? Yes, and that's Grandmaster to you. Actually, Eggman says, that position has been filled. By who? layne ask asks angrily. Why, your grandfather, Dimitri, came to me first after all. So welcome to his legion. End of 184.
1: We had some good shit this 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 time around, didn't we?
0: Oh, we had so much good shit, and actually, I have a a final note I would like to end us off on so uh uh on his podcast, pretty not super recently, but a little while ago, Ian Flynn gave a little detail on you know the makings out of the story and why he wrote Locke to have this end and I'm paraphrasing super like it is a really long in depth discussion that he has. If you're curious, listen to the episode dated September 7th, 2020, but my paraphrase here is, Locke was not the villain per se. He did so many wrong things, all at the advisement against everyone around him. He fucking, he microwaved Knuckles, his own son, and the last time that happened, the last time an echidna was microwaved with chaos energy, we got Enerjack. So, he wanted to complete this character art for Locke. He gets, be, he gets confronted with everything wrong he did. He doubles down constantly on what he learned and what was raised on. It being objectively correct. No two ways about it. And the whole Knuckles becoming a villain. That was something that Ian Flynn thought would happen past issue 100. We had Chaos Knuckles coming in playing God with the timeline. And then Knuckles just dies. And then comes back to life and all that is brought to nothing. So... This last bit, though, I was able to uh, transcript one-on-one. His co-host, Kyle, says, See, I never liked Locke. He's just a jerk. Yeah, he's the embodiment of all fathers know best in all of its toxic qualities. But I feel like there's just enough of a tragic character in there that it can be mined to make something at least engaging. And that's the most he could say about Locke.
1: I mean, I completely agree. Yeah. It, the, the problem is that Locke is a character that was clearly influenced by Pender's own dad. And the problem with that is that, uh, it, it doesn't work. And it's very cringe. So they did the only thing they could do. They had to delete Locke out of existence. Because his character did not contribute anything to the story other than be a fucking bitch. Fuck Locke.
0: Fuck Locke. And now with, uh, with uh, the shadow that loomed over this comic, that was, uh, Ken Pender's, of course. It's gone now. The biggest influence is gone. And now, with Ian Flint's flag firmly planted in the ground, it's his time to shine. Because from now on, no more Janny duty, boys. It is all clean. The office is looking spick and span. And Ian Flint showed his muscle a little bit in saying what he could do, what kind of concepts he could prepare, and what kind of stories he can tell. And from here on out, oh boy, here on out, oh my God. If you thought we were like at the top of the hill, no, we're rock climbing. We've got a long ways to go.
1: I will say the next 10 issues are not, not super insane, but there are some pretty good stories in there. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. as we march towards 200,
0: uh, Oh my God. Issue issue 200. And despite what you just said, uh, there's a very fun story uh, in those next 15 issues. That is my favorite arc of Archie Sonic a hundred percent. And I, I am shaking with anticipation to get to it because it's a Scourge
1: arc. Oh, that's right. How could I forget? Yeah. There's a great, great arc in those next 15 issues that deals with Scourge. And it is very fun.
0: Yeah. All those little things of Scourge, uh, taking his supercharged ring. Yes, you are correct. He does go back home and he does some things off screen. And, uh, We'll see what becomes of that.
1: But for now, I would like to think that we've covered a lot.
0: Oh, yes, we have a night, a fun episode, a little longer one, but you know what? You guys have had your meal. Thank you very much for listening. And if you've enjoyed, uh, support patreon.com sonicspeed $2 a month. You'll get the next episode when it comes out. And you'll also get the bonus show. Another side, another story covering the Sonic X issues and some other stuff as well. We've, Gone on through that a lot this time But I think this is a nice Nice end to what feels like a Long conclusion coming for Sonic the Hedgehog as a comic book
1: Yeah we've we've hit a point Where it really feels like um, Pieces have fallen into place We are reaching The new era In all of its glory and I could not be happier
0: Things have come together And boy oh boy The time is now The time is now folks and we will see that next time on the Archie Sonic Digest. Thanks for listening.
1: Yep, see you.